Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. <laughs> Hey, what's happening? I'm Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. How you doing? Good? I hope so. All right. You guys can get me. <laughs> That'd be a record if I did a six second show. Um, I would love to do that. I'm a little out of sorts today. I won't lie. You guys are fine, as I just heard you shout at your goddamn iPod vaginas. But I'm a little, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. All right, I've been sick, but I'm not sick anymore. I think I'm much better now. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling spry, if you will. Uh, hold on. Listen to this voice. Do you hear this? Do you hear my amazing? I'm going to talk. Hold on. Get real close. Tug those earbuds in deeply into your head so I'm vibrating your very brain itself. Right now, my voice is going right to your goddamn brainstem. <laughs> hey, hi. <laughs> Stop. All right, so um, out of sorts, I guess is what I would call myself. Uh, like I said, I'd been sick uh, for a while, but I'm better today. And uh, and here's the thing. People ask me over the weekend, they're like, how do you feel? What's going on? Like, what kind of sick? And it never went full blown. I was blowing my nose all the goddamn time. That was pretty weird. And uh, and had a throat thing, like a bad throat, sore throat, certainly. Um but I think uh, I think when I was trying to describe it to people, I said I felt funky. That was the word that made sense because I didn't. I felt out of sorts. I didn't feel like me, but I didn't feel full blown sick. I just you just knew there was something hanging on. It's the kind of thing, and I will tell you this because I'm old now and because of recent events, you start to think to yourself, well, this is a new kind of sick because sick with a cold or sick with the flu, you're like, well, I'm sick with the cold, sick with the flu, whatever the fuck. I take poor people meds and I get over it. But you got that thing that you kind of identify, and I've had this in the past too. Remember when I had that? I <laughs> I think it was year two. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like my throat, and then I'm, I'm, but I'm tired all the time. And then it turned out I had swine flu. Remember when I had swine flu? That was a fucking drag. So that's the thing that entered my lexicon over the weekend, where I'm like, well, this is weird. This is different. This is new. It's not. This is not a full blown sickness, but it's lurking. It's just there. I mean, I was in a. Uh, there was a pall hanging over me, if you will, and and uh, I, I just didn't. I was trying to explain it to uh, to people, and I said, you know what? I feel funky. That was the word I came up with, because I, I did. I just felt uh, funky, different. I it was. I didn't feel like me. I didn't feel sick or fucking destroyed, but something was hanging around. But like I said, with people I know getting cancer, whatever the fuck is happening, I, I, I you start to think to yourself, well, what the fuck could this be? You know what I mean? Because I... I used to never get sick. I told you this before. I, I was a guy who got sick once a year, and I still don't. I mean, I'm not some fucking frail asshole, but I mean, uh, I, don't know, I don't know why it's important for me to tell you that. Hey, man, quit pointing out the fact that you think I'm a frail asshole. Uh, I'm not that. You know, that's probably my least favorite curse word. I don't, I, I don't like when I say it. I never like when it comes to the forefront. 
you fuck or you fucking dick or you cocksucker or whatever the fuck, all that stuff works. But asshole, you know why? Uh, like cocksucker is, uh, you know, I mean, look, all right, it's a bad thing to call somebody or whatever, I guess, but also it's, it can be a good thing to call somebody. And it's, it's a word, it's a word I've used in a sexual connotation. Does that make sense? Like in a, when you're with somebody or you're doing stuff, then that word comes out and then it's, uh, but it's meant affectionately. You know, what I mean? does that make sense? Uh, asshole is never meant affectionately. You never, I mean, I guess it is like when we, you know, because my buddy evil Dennis is an asshole. We all, everybody says that, but it's just a graphic word that makes, it makes me think of exactly what it's describing. And, uh, and, and I don't, I don't know why that always leaps into my brain. Cause you know, cocksucker, motherfucker, all that shit. Uh, that's just, those are just words, man. But asshole is just like, eh. you know what I mean? And also it's, it's, it doesn't have the impact that it should, you know, because there'll be, you know, because people are like, am I the asshole or it becomes the short end. And I look, I use fuck as a goddamn pause break. I mean, I use it all the, all the I was gonna say fucking time, but I won't. I, I um, you know, so I get that. So fuck really may have lost all of its meaning for me. But 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 if, I mean, if you mean it for real when you say it, then it's different. Again, I've used that in a sexual context. I've used certain words you've used in a sexual context. So it takes the edge off of them. But asshole, I've never used in a sexual context. It's never been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck you, asshole. I mean, that just that's just a it's a word that's like angry and not good. But also it brings up the imagery of what it actually means. Like you're actually calling someone. And here's here's the problem. I will tell you this. Um because look, I love I uh you know me I'm uh, I uh all right I'm just gonna say this I'm not I'm not a I'm a guy who eats ass I've done it I've, I I enjoy it it's my thing it's one of my things I love Hi how are you Welcome to five minutes into the fucking show So that that uh like if you were if you were like Hey you ladies asshole then I'd be like Oh all right that's pleasant I don't mind that at all that that works out for me I'm I'm fine because I'm an ass guy and I love it and I'm a fan uh but but here's the thing whenever i hear the word asshole the word hairy is always before it i don't know why in my brain i make that connotation always i make that connection probably the worst uh use of the word connotation ever i use i make that connection in my brain or i i just immediately think of hairy asshole so, so you call somebody an asshole i immediately think of and I, I this probably says a lot more about me than it does about the world uh of like a hairy ass like a big hairy asshole i don't know why and i mean i'm talking like hairy cheeks hairy thighs the whole fucking deal as if fidel castro's mouth was an asshole that's what i think of when you say asshole i think if, if fidel castro's head was an ass and his mouth was the fucking asshole that's what i think of and i shouldn't I don't know why my brain goes to that place because if you were like, oh, you shapely ladies asshole, I'd be like, all right, now I'm on board. Call me that all goddamn day or call anybody else because it brings up visions of amazing things in my head and fabulous times I've had in the past. However, uh, you know, hairy asshole, there's nothing good about that. That just that just brings up. Freddy Krueger uh, almost raping that kid in the locker room and tying him to the fucking showers or whatever the fuck. Remember that? Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the gayest Nightmare on Elm Street of all time. And I'm not like, it's not like I discovered anything special there. Like, it was one of those things when I watched it. I remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and I was like, all right, this is a little different than fucking Nightmare on Elm Street 1, but I couldn't place it. Until later on, I read, like, this is probably like five years ago, I stumbled upon an article. They tried to make it as gay as possible. That was their deal. Like, they, the lead guy, was uh he's a gay actor and then I guess the the writers there was all this subtext about gayness and fucking because the scene you know where Freddie comes out of the guy and then and, and climbs into the guy whatever the fuck and then there's the locker room scene and then Freddie comes alive at the pool which I hated I was so mad that Freddie came alive at the pool because the whole point was he wasn't a real dude Freddie was a guy who lived in your fucking dreams man uh and nobody dreams a pool party where everybody gets killed at least I don't I mean that's do me a favor sit down right now and type me a note if you've ever dreamed about a pool party where everybody gets killed I demand to hear your whole fucking explanation why what the the fuck could have possibly put that in your brain um 
But yeah, man, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was like the gayest Nightmare on Elm Street of all time. And they tried to do it that way, I guess. And so now that's the thing is now it's getting its due because I guess gay audiences are discovering it. And, 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 and I will, you know, it's so funny. I, the power of representation is, is amazing. I, I don't know anything about it because I've always been represented in all sorts of media. There's white guys everywhere and, and all that stuff. And I don't identify as fat guy. It's not like I want positive fat guys. I don't give a fuck. I'm a fucking white dude. If fat guys show up, good for them. I don't give a, I, I try not to, none of that shit really concerns me. But again, it doesn't have to concern me because I'm a white dude. All that shit's out there. So, I mean, it's not like I can be like, well, representation is, is kind of a bullshit notion. No, fuck that, man. It's powerful for Indian people to see like fucking, you know, Indian actors or Indian characters portrayed in a positive light. Or if uh, if like a black person, like in the movies, you know what I mean? Like Hollywood Shuffle dealt with that when they were always like gang members and shit like that. But if you, if you had like a black guy who was a lawyer or a Supreme Court justice or something like that, you're portraying them in a positive light. You're not stereotyping them to the bullshit that movies usually put them through. Uh, and that's good because again, all walks of life are filled by all races and creeds and colors. So fuck, man. And just like there are fucking white garbage men, there are also white lawyers. And just like there are fucking black garbage men, there are goddamn black fucking judges and Supreme Court dudes. So fuck. I don't don't know how we got here from fucking ladies shapely assholes. But at the same time, uh, who knows how this show goes, man? We ping pong all over the joint. Get down groove. We dance all day in this house. Uh... So, so representing uh, gay people is a big deal too. We're like, cause you know, uh, you know, go back to cruising and shit like that. I mean, gay guys are in leather and they're fucking in the park and they're killing guys and there's a serial killer and all that shit. They're child molesters and shit like that because people are assholes. They don't understand that lifestyle and they don't understand how people are. And so being accepted as just fucking normal. Like I, and it's, I will tell you this, it does, it does take me out for just a second because it's jarring. It's different. But at the same time, I love it. I'll see commercials now where like there's two husbands. Or there's a, there's a, like a lesbian couple and they're out doing something and, and but I, sometimes you try too hard you know it's like if you've got like a lesbian couple and they have like a Chinese kid and a black kid and then they got a llama you know what I mean you're like all right we get it everybody's happy and inclusive and everybody deserves a spot in the spotlight we understand but maybe maybe throttle down a little bit here kill the llama let's just do that let's kill the llama I, if you want to go multicultural adoptions that's fine but uh, but I think the llama's a bit much that's a bit of a stretch. Um, but there's a there's a great commercial for some I don't even know what the fuck it is where a woman shows up to babysit and then it's two dads like two husbands who are going out on the town and she's supposed to babysit their kids and she's terrible at it you know she she just asks all these dumb questions where you're like they're like we don't even want to leave the house and I admit I notice it because I'd never noticed it growing up. I never noticed it before because it never fucking happened. You know what I mean? Like I said, if a gay dude showed up, he was half a fruit in a fucking dress and, and someone punched him in the face and he cried. You know what I mean? Nobody was portrayed. It was, and also if like a gay dude kicked the guy's ass and that guy was a pussy forever. You know what I mean? It was just this bad stereotype in the way they looked at people. It was fucking awful, man. Uh, you know, cross-dressing was looked at as some fucking horrible disease and people were crazy. And, uh, and I don't think they even dealt with, with the trans community. You know what I mean? They'd have people like, like, again, they were always, they were a joke. They were a punchline or they were, or there was people to be pitied or looked down upon. So I can't imagine how powerful it is to see a positive trans role model in a show or, or even for black people or for Hispanic people to see somebody who speaks to their community and does so eloquently or does so in a really cool way. And is portrayed as, um, someone who, who is to be respected or looked up to, you know, instead of somebody to be feared or, or run from. And it's, a. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even. Again, I don't know how the fuck I spun into. Oh, because again, Nightmare on Elm Street. Fuck. So I guess that's the deal. Like gay people are are 
seizing that movie as representation because I guess here's the deal. Now, I didn't notice this. Again, when I was watching it, I was just like, I hate this Freddy. He came to life at the pool play, uh, tape, uh, party and I don't, this fucking doesn't do it for me because the first one was great. Meanwhile, gay people are like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen because they are getting the metaphor for a gay kid in the closet coming out. Nobody believes him. He doesn't want to tell anybody all that shit. And, and then, you know, Freddy has got this homoerotic thing and I guess there's the thing in the shower. I, I, uh, I read a whole article on it. I guess it's a whole uh, thing now where people have, are studying it. I don't know if they're studying it. There's a, yes, at Harvard, they're, they've closed the doors of the library, everybody, and they're showing Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Let's get some future leaders of America in there to debate the gay homosexual subtext of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Hey, you know that guy, Freddy, with the burned face and the razor blade glove? Uh, they actually did a positive gay film before anybody else did. So why don't you go ahead and step up and give them some fucking credit? It took a, a, a child molesting janitor in a dirty red and green sweater and a beaten up fedora hat to be the one who brought gay mainstream uh, things into the public and in a positive light. And good for them and good for everybody and good for Freddy, for fuck's sake. Because I'll tell you this, the one thing I do know about Freddy is one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you'd better close the door. Or lock your door. Lock your door. Why would you close the door? God, lock the fucking door, man. Freddy can walk through a closed door. Uh, five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, better stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. All of those things, that's what I knew about Freddy. But what I did not know was that he was a friend of the gay community. So good for you, Freddy Krueger. And good for you, Robert Englund. And good for you, guys who almost ruined the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise by making a weird number two without telling anybody what their plan was. But I guess you can't really announce that. You can't go to the guys and go, hey, you know, we're making a gay positive Nightmare on Elm Street part two. Because back then, I mean, there, nothing was gay positive, really. The only thing the only thing positive about gay people was their AIDS tests back in fucking 1980, whatever the fuck. And uh, at least in the media, certainly. And I, I'm, I'm, that's, that's an umbrella statement and certainly done for humor. Please don't come after me. I was joking or having fun. It was a, it was a play on words. I, I still, you know, my brain made it work in a way where I was like, that's actually kind of funny. And now that I think about it, eh, maybe not the best. So I, we, we know what we're doing there. I'm stammering all over myself and stepping on my dick because it just, it just didn't, you know, fuck it. I, bullshit. I'm not taking the shine off that. The only thing positive in the 80s, the only thing positive about gay people on, on screen was their AIDS tests. I'm, I'm sticking by it. There wasn't a whole lot of fucking gay representation. Fuck that. Don't you want to line up and fucking try to cancel me? Cancel me, motherfuckers. Step up. I'm ready. Uh, you can't cancel me. I haven't been even greenlit yet. You can't, I'm still lurking beneath the surface. I'm absolutely out of the range of any sort of executive to give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm, I'm roiling under the, the waves right now on the top of the way. There's all sorts of moss and seaweed getting the green light, but I'm beneath the churning surface. I'm under, I'm the undertow. You know what I am? I'm the fucking undertow in the, in the goddamn entertainment industry ocean right now. There's fish and moss and everything else getting the thumbs up, but I'm the undertow because eventually I'll catch you and I'll suck you out. And you'll fucking realize how powerful I really am. That's going to fucking happen, baby. Uh, hi. So, oh, I should tell you this. So anyway, uh, I, I'm getting on a plane. So I was funky and feeling a little sick, um, but now I'm better. I'm certainly feeling better. But I, I was trying to describe to people. I said, I felt like, I felt like my head was filled with condensation as if, as if anybody would know what the fuck that meant. But I mean, it just felt like, you know, you ever get in your car and your, your, uh, windows are all like, you know, there's condensation all over the fucking windows on the inside. Cause you're like, maybe your body heat's kicking or something, or you got too many people in the, it's the winter and you get in and then you're just, uh, it's, uh, that's what it felt like. My head was just foggy. And so with a foggy head and nose and, and throat in my brain, I was like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Because then you just start, now I'm starting to think long range. Now I'm starting to think, well, fuck, could I possibly have lupus i mean what if i had lupus you know what i mean or some some ridiculous disease that also has a funny name like croup these are the only names that come anything with a p in it i might have that pneumonia oh it ruined the mnemonic um <laughs> it, ruined, it ruined the fucking pronunciation of the p pneumonia i have pneumonia fuck that's even worse 
Um, but that's the thing, man. I've ha- I've had walking pneumonia. I've had swine flu, and it always started with going. I don't feel right. I don't. You know, I can't specify what it is, but something's wrong. And that's what I had over the weekend. But I think it's gone now. At least I hope it is, because otherwise I'm getting on a plane and about to kill fucking 150 people with my own fucking breathing. Literally, I'm just going to exhale, and all these people are going to go, "Oh, you dick!" I just patient zeroed an entire fucking plane load of people on the way to goddamn Phoenix and ruined their desert vacation. Uh, which I hope won't happen. I mean, I'm certainly feeling a lot better, so I'm going to go ahead and get in the plane and see what happens. What did I just say? Go ahead, get in. Go ahead, get a. <laughs> see, this is what happens when you start talking really fast. And that's what I do. I try to keep up with my head. You know how this works. Anybody who's new, any of you Twitch people who are new, this is what happens. I wind up talking in circles and I wind up trying to catch up with my mouth to my fucking brain. And then, yeah, you know, sometimes we hit a wall. Sometimes we go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, hey, I will tell you guys this. Uh, oh, so first of all, I'm in a, so I'm in a plane in a couple hours here. So we're banging this out quickly. We're trying to do a, a faster show. Uh, I went up streaming last night and then packing and I had some stuff. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get Twitch up and running in a way that it can be. So I'm, I, I set up. Uh, oh, I'll, oh all right, let me talk about this real fast. So I was learning OBS yesterday, trying to learn how to uh, stream different games because I'm trying to learn how to do that. And uh, my buddy John came over and we did, we set up a bunch of stuff. We, we, we set up my camera. Cause I mean, I have a PlayStation camera that attaches to my PlayStation, but I have to use a different camera if I'm going to be doing OBS things, which means recording YouTube videos. And uh, dudes, I, if I, if I want to have my TV, I got There's a lot of shit I got to hook up. So, so John came over and we wound up getting that squared away. But also, you know what we did yesterday? And I'll tell you this right now, we, uh, we created a discord. Do you know what that is? Discord's an app. Uh, for chatting and stuff like that, where there's a whole community that comes together and is is on at all times or whatever the fuck, however you want to do it, you want to leave it on. Um, there's a Discord for 40 year old boy people, so it's it's uh, if you go to the get the Discord app and you just search the 40 year old boy, uh, you will find me. Uh, I'm I'm there, and already we've got I think like 30 people joined yesterday, which was pretty cool, and it's it's just a place to fucking hang out as a fan of the Twitch, as a fan of the podcast, as a fan of whatever. There's a there's a 40 year old boy Twitch uh, section. There's a 40-year-old boy podcast section. And then I had one that I just named, uh, like, it's just kind of a, a, oh, it's Joker's HQ. So, I mean, if you guys go there and you just want to fucking hang out and talk with one another, that's totally cool, too. There's a speaking one. I Dude, I named a folder Mike uh, 40-year-old boy AMSR. So in the future, who knows? Perhaps I'll perhaps I'll eat carrots on there. I'll crunch them and make you listen. Perhaps that'll happen. I don't know. Uh, I'm still studying this AMSR thing because I told you people have reached out and told me that I should do uh, things like that. There was a, uh, my friend Michelle told me that she's seen on YouTube, there are these, you know, there's videos of guys just doing, and women too. Women do things where they eat cake. You know what I mean? So you have to listen to a woman go, mm, and she's eating cake. And I mean, I guess people get off on that. I don't know if that's the whole, and it might not even be about getting off. It might just be comforting to people. I don't fucking know, man. I, I can't speak to anybody's weird kinks and fetishes. Um, but there is something to be said for a hot woman's voice talking to you, certainly in a low, in a lower, uh, well, no, hushed tones. I wouldn't say a lower register because then you sound like that fucking blood chick. Holy fuck. Have you seen that? Elizabeth Holmes, is that her fucking name? There's some chick who created a business where she said, ah, I can solve all the diseases in the world if I get one drop of blood from everybody in the world. And so everybody's like, here's a drop of blood. And then she's like, hey, guess what? False. And uh, she fleeced everybody out of like a $400 million. By the way, I've not seen any anything at all from the documentary. I could be misinterpreting the facts completely. But the thing I know I'm not misinterpreting are two things. One, this woman, Elizabeth Holmes, dressed like Steve Jobs on purpose. She wore a black turtleneck and she wore it every single day. She dressed just like Steve Jobs did. I guess thinking by osmosis she would become Steve Jobs or she could trick people. Guess what? It fucking worked. 
She tricked everybody into giving her a bunch of goddamn money, all these VC people and shit like that, thinking she had some fucking blood thing that she discovered that nobody else did. I don't know why they thought she did, but apparently, turtleneck, that was it. That's all you got to do, man. Wear a fucking turtleneck. People think you're a goddamn visionary. You're a visionary genius if you wear a fucking turtleneck. You know what it used to mean? It used to mean you were fucking an intellectual dude that nobody wanted, an intellectual dude, good Jesus, an intellectual dude nobody wanted to talk to at a party. You were just off the guy, the guy with a fucking neck beard and a pipe and a turtleneck. And you wanted to talk about fucking Proust over the crudite. And everybody's like, get the fuck out of here, Socrates. Nobody wants to hear your fucking bullshit. <laughs> Take your turtleneck outside. And, and, and as Hedberg would say, go get slowly choked on your way home. Nobody wants to hear you and your garbage here at this fucking party. It's a fucking party, man. That's a pool party. Don't wear a turtleneck to your pool party. <laughs> what are you? The gayest super fucking monster villain of all time. Uh, well, Freddie wasn't gay in that movie. I don't think he was. Well, maybe he was. And again, it was very psychosexual, and I don't claim to understand those sorts of things. As I've mentioned, look, you know me. When I hear asshole, I immediately go to a hairy asshole. I, I, I have no nuance, folks. I can't be like, well, uh, you know, here's the thing with the psychosexual representation of Freddie and the in and out of the gay person who was. If I, then you're, you know who you are. You're back to being turtle like Socrates. <laughs> that's, that's not who you want to be, fuckheads. Get away from being that dude. Dude, fucking turtle like Socrates needs a punch in the goddamn head. Hey, that's uh, my watch saying something. I don't know why. All right, hi. I apologize. See, there should be no noises. There should just be me talking on this goddamn show, but sure enough, and that, that's the kind of thing that fucking turtle like Socrates would have happen. He'd, he'd be talking to you, and his watch would go off, and it'd be some reminder to take some smart pill, and then he'd fucking take it, and you'd be like, oh, way to go, turtle like Socrates, uh, trying to stay ahead of the game, taking your fucking smart meds. Uh, don't wear a turtleneck. I mean, I, although, you know what? Fuck that. Again, I have to say, wear a turtleneck. If you're trying to fool people, wear a fucking turtleneck. Because that's how it works. Steve Jobs, well, Steve Jobs wasn't fooling anybody. He was creating a bunch of badass shit. Elizabeth Holmes, though. Is that her name, Elizabeth Holmes? I, I, I hope so. Elizabeth, whatever the fuck. Go listen to her. She got a voice deeper than me. That's another thing. Like I, Again, I have not seen the, the fucking uh, documentary yet or show or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I've seen clips of her. And uh, how, how did, I mean, look, I know we, you can't go to women and go, you're false or you're fake or what are you doing? I mean, because women get enough bullshit in this goddamn world. Leave them be. Uh, but if a woman is wearing a turtleneck every single day and she's talking like this, at some point you have to trip the alarm in your head that goes, all right, something's not right here. Something's not. And I know you're not supposed to judge people on their wardrobe and you don't want to fucking profile somebody from their voice. But if a girl is talking like this, then you can pretty much assure yourself that she is not someone to be, to be trusted. I'm, I'm just, I, I just listened. Okay. I, I listened to her just yesterday. Cause again, I have not seen the show. I'd read the, I read the Esquire. I think it was Vanity Fair or Esquire. I read that article a year ago, two years ago. So I knew who she was and I knew what she'd done and I knew how fucking terrible it was. And I knew how fucking funny it was that everybody got fucking fooled by her, which is just ridiculous. But I, I never heard her voice. So I heard people going, oh, yeah, I know she had this deep voice. It was kind of this put upon voice or whatever, but it worked. And I'm like, all right, well, if it worked, it worked. Then what? And then yesterday I saw a clip and she's talking at a podium saying she's very happy to be. And I'm like, who the fuck was fooled by this garbage? This is this is this is Vincent adult man. This is this is fucking three kids in a trench coat. Who the fuck is fooled by this at all, man? There's no way. But it did. It worked. Cuz you know why? She was she's uh, all right. And again, don't yell. She's attractive. Um is she Instagram model knockout? No. But is she blood scientist hot? Yeah, she certainly is. Of course she is, man. Go look at the blood scientists. Those motherfuckers are wearing lab coats and wearing stethoscopes, and they don't even need stethoscopes. They just wear them to add another level of validity to their bullshit doctor nonsense. Fucking blood scientists are not known for being hot. So she is, 
She's clearly a real world. And uh, see, I can't get into a rating system. All right. What I will say is she is a she's a pleasant looking woman. She's she's a I, I would not say conventionally attractive, but certainly she's an attractive uh, woman in the ter- parlance of if you're judging that sort of thing. Don't fucking nobody pin me against the wall with the bullshit of like, oh, look at you. You're fucking judging. Pe-. No, I'm not. I'm just talking. Uh See how it is. See how I am now. Now I've got to step on everything and I got to put up all these fucking roadblocks to make sure nobody fucks with me over the shit I say, even though we're keeping it indie with Mike Schmidt and nobody's here in this fucking show. Like I said, I'm the undertow. I'm the devastating undertow at the bottom of the podcast ocean. Everybody else is floating up there with the Marins. Hey, who's that on the surface? Well, it's the shiny waves of Scott Aukerman. But who rages underneath the surface of the fucking podcast ocean? You're goddamn right. It's human undertow Mike Schmidt oh, ready to suck you down with his goddamn power. And then you'll realize who you were fucking with. uh but she's like you know she's normal she's a she's attractive you know what i mean she's okay but but she's blood scientist hot absolutely she's a she's a blood scientist 10 there's no doubt about that she might be a blood scientist 11 you don't see a lot of blood scientists looking like that uh so of course they were fooled by it i i am i gotta be honest with you man i am so fucking disillusioned with the future when I just, when I realize, because again, when you really think about it, when you sit down and you actually fucking put brain power to it and you think of the world and you think of where it's at, you think of what the fuck is happening right now. If you yourself right now sat down and decided to be turtleneck Socrates, throw on your turtleneck, grab a pipe and ponder, just walk and ponder, ponder and walk and walk and ponder and ponder and walk and think about the future and think about the past and think about the world. Dudes, is there any doubt? Is there any doubt at all that pussy rules the world? No, there's not. And there shouldn't be. But why? Let me ask you this. Pussy rules the world, but women get no respect. That is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. The only reason men do anything at all is for pussy. That's it. They all want to get rich. So they can have pussy. Look at the Look at the fucking asshole for who owns the Patriots. Let's talk about that for just a fucking second. 80-year-old man from the Patriots. I, oh, not from the Patriots. <laughs> Although, honestly, with the way that team functions, he could probably line up a tight end and they'd still win fucking 11 games. God damn it. I talked about him before. Just, just fucking waves of vanilla coming at you. <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, but it's all about pussy. It doesn't matter how old you get. It doesn't matter how... All you're trying to do is get rich so you can get better pussy. That's it. That's The world is run by pussy, and yet nobody will let pussy run the world. Does that make any sense at all? Women have all the fucking power. They, they, they should. They should. Let's put it this way. Women should have all the power. Pussy has all the power. But guys don't want anything to do with the, with the, with the rest of the woman. They don't give a fuck about the brain. It's like, uh, it's like if you caught a fish uh, and, and you were just like, you know what? This is a terrible analogy. Uh, a chicken? No. <laughs> I can't think of anything on the fucking fly. It's like you're, you're, you're keeping the pussy and then throwing the rest away when the rest is valuable. The rest has, the rest could be perfect. The rest is, you could use the rest. It's great. The, the brain, the, the, the looks, the fucking, the discipline, the wherewithal, the fucking work ethic, anything you just, they ignore it because they want the pussy. Jesus Christ. Pussy rules the world, but they won't let pussy rule the world. How does that, how does that work? They disrespect women. They want their pussy. They want to do everything because they do. They try to trick them. They try to fucking pretend that they can do whatever the fuck they want and try to impress women. Even back in caveman days, dudes are walking erect and banging their chest and inventing the wheel and just so women would fuck them. That was it. That's all they wanted was pussy. And now guys just fucking buy companies or flip houses or get TV shows or whatever just to get better pussy. That's it. That's all. It's, it's, so like I said, I'm disillusioned by it when I see like Elizabeth Holmes who fucking, 
she she at least good for her fuck that you know what I, I all these people are giving her shit and stuff and i'm like hey how could you get fooled by that voice well you know what they got fooled by that voice because they wanted the pussy that was it they they just wanted to be they wanted to go they saw she was conventionally hot fairly conventionally hot and like i said blood scientist super hot and so they're like yeah i want to be in business with that absolutely this fucking girl and and but it, it's just it was all and i don't mean to disrespect i'm not trying to disrespect i i want women to be respected and and get all of the power and responsibility they deserve and want. But I'm saying when I look at the world, sometimes I, even these incel idiots, you know, like when they talk about incels involved involuntary celibates, or whatever the fuck they all talk about getting laid. They all talk about getting fucked. You know, if you ever go to 4chan or any of those fucking places, dude, it's brutal. I mean, it's just these guys, they talk about women as if they're fucking lunch meat. Like they don't, they don't, they, and they're scared of them. Like I said, I've talked about this before. There, there's a generation of men that are scared of fucking women. They don't, they don't, they, you know, they want pussy because they, th- and they think they're entitled to it. They think they're entitled to get laid, but they just, but they have no interest in treating a woman like a person. They want them to be just like a fuck factory and then go away. And then they can play their video games, do whatever the fuck they want to do with their lives. It's just, I, I, I can't imagine them having a conversation with a, with a woman, with a real woman. I can't imagine how frustrating it is for a woman to get, you know, I read, it's funny. I talked about how I'm, I'm, uh. You know, in July, who fucking knows? The plan I had for this year was to spend seven months getting in shape or whatever I thought, get my life arranged. And then maybe in July, re-enter the dating world. Try to look into fucking maybe online shit. I don't fucking know. Meet somebody. Who the fuck knows? But uh, but but I, I, I can't. I can't imagine what it's like out there for women to sort through guys who have no respect for them. I see, because I see, look, I'm, and look, it's twisted through the fucking warped view of social media, but there are women comedians I follow or women uh, journalists that I follow, and sometimes they will comment on on dating or, or apps, and women all the time, they talk about their DMs, and they show, they'll actually show you like their DMs, they'll show you a screenshot, or they'll show you like Tinder profiles, and how these guys, and because a uh, <laughs> these guys will just send a note. It'll be like, sup. And the girl will be like, Hey, how you doing? He'll be like, fine. Sup. Like they don't, men don't put the effort into it. And women are just like, well, I don't, what am I supposed to do? But again, Tinder, you're just trying to get fucking laid. Who knows? I don't know. Again, these are things I don't know yet. I don't understand. Uh, and I, I'm going to be just the opposite of that. If I wind up in a dating app, I'm going to wind up being the opposite. I'm going to send some woman a fucking two paragraph thing. And she's going to go, who the fuck is this idiot? And then she's going to delete me immediately because it's, I go the other way. That was one thing Jill used to say to me all the time. Like we would talk, uh, we'd text. And if we were fighting, you know, I, uh, she would text me and then I would text a book. Like I would text like three paragraphs because I wanted to make sure all of my feelings were out and covered. I didn't want it to look like anything was being hidden. I, I just, I would be like, all right, here's how I feel and here's why. And I would, I would just do a bunch of stuff. And she would, she would say to me, uh, it's just like you to go on and on. She would say that to me all the time in our relationship. Oh my God, you just, you go on and on with these texts. And the thing is, um, I probably do, you know, when I would be talking to Max and I would send him stuff and he'd just be like, I'm not dealing with this. I'll call you because I will write two or three fucking paragraphs full of a text because I, that's, you know, I'm verbose. It's what I fucking do. And also I want to make sure there's no room for anything to be misinterpreted. I want to go ahead and fucking lay it all out there for you to read via the text and find out exactly what the fuck I'm saying. Cause I don't want you to go, well, did you mean this? No, I, cause I'll even say, I'll go, look, I don't mean this. Here's what I'm saying. Understand this because this is what I'm saying and all that kind of shit. Um, but I try to convey my point and get to the point as, as pointedly <laughs> as possible. 
Um, and look, I, I can text sup just as much as the next dude. But in my head, when I see these women complaining about that shit, I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I'll be I'll be a conversationalist, so maybe that'll work in some way. But no, that's not what it's going to be, because then I'll be a conversationalist. They'll be like, holy fuck, do you go on and on? And they're going to fucking cut me out. And I'm going to be like, god damn it. Jesus Christ. And then I'm going to look at my left hand and go, all right, look like me and you again tonight. Um... Because you know what? My left hand doesn't care that I go on and on. My left hand is thrilled. My left hand just listens and fucking and just winds up in motion. Um, so what the fuck? I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about before I started talking about pussy forever. Uh, oh, fuck. You know, I, I, let's talk about like Robert Kraft, that dude. I talked about how pussy, it just runs the world. It just does. There's no getting around it. Uh, even Trump, you know, this, this fucking asshole. Well, he, he has a trophy fucking wife and he banged a million chicks and he was fucking grabbing people by the pussy and he's you know going to the miss teen fucking thing and because again money and it gives you, you got money you can act like an asshole and do that kind of shit but it's it's all everything comes down to pussy with him and and it's so he, that's why a lot of guys identify with him They're like yeah fuck yeah you know if i was rich i'd be fucking everything in the goddamn world and that's just everything's falling apart everything has just gone to shit because again we know we all know pussy runs everything but then there are dudes who just like they think they they fucking deserve it like they're just supposed to they're entitled to it not even deserve it they're entitled to get Laid. I told you there was a thing. I didn't even tell you. You may have read it. It was like, ah, this is going to be a year ago. Some guy wrote like a manifesto and he was saying that, that women should be, he was talking about legislation. It was a guy who was running for Congress or some shit. You know, and again, these things get magnified and they're so stupid. Like I, for years, there've been assholes who've done dumb things like this and people, when they, they ignored them. But now when they shine a light on it, everybody goes, oh my God, I can't believe this. Well, it's not real. It's like when people say there's going to be Sharia law in the United States. Well, it's never going to fucking happen in a billion fucking years. But because they don't like the fact that some Muslim people come here and they keep their own fucking uh, culture or whatever the fuck, people are like, oh, my God, it's going to kill all of us. Well, no, it's it's really not. You should just fucking throttle down. You know, you live in Vermont. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't I seeing guys pussy runs the world. It just does. See, like Robert Kraft, again, let's talk about him. He's the fucking owner of the New England Patriots, 80 years old, 80 fucking years old. I think he's a billionaire, I think, owns the fucking New England Patriots. So he is the, he and Jerry Jones are the two most visible owners in the National Football League, bar none. Jerry Jones because he wants to be, Robert Kraft because, well, he kind of has to be. Now, Robert Kraft's a weird dude anyway, because he was, he, his wife passed away, which is a fucking tragedy and, and a drag, and I get that. So then after that, he took up with some like 24-year-old model. And I, I, she, he just, he was saw, she was with him all the time. Now, was she fucking other guys? Yes. I think that it came out where she was having relationships with other men and he didn't care. He just wanted her to go to events with him, which is fine. When you get to be old, maybe you're not thinking about fucking anymore. But I thought that, you know what I mean? That's my, I'm like, well, maybe he's the one guy whose life isn't ruled by fucking pussy. He just wants to, but again, it is because you're with a 24 year old woman. You have to keep up appearances. You're fucking 80 years old. and You got a fucking 24 year old woman going with you to fucking functions. Everybody knows you're not fucking that chick. Everybody knows you can't make her happy, but you're still going to fucking do it. Why are you living? Why are you living proof of the Eagle song? Lion eyes. Like, why is that happening? Um, but now Robert Kraft, I think he doesn't hang out with that model anymore, but sure enough, it comes out. He gets caught in a fucking massage parlor sting. And when I say caught in a massage parlor sting, I, I mean they filed charges on him when he was not in Florida because they were videotaping in the fucking massage parlor. So that means somewhere right now floating around, there is a videotape of Robert Kraft getting head from a fucking Chinese chick. Now, is that something you want to see in your life? Absolutely fucking not. Is it something that eventually is going to probably wind up on the internet? You're goddamn right it is. Now, when it does, will you watch it then? Of course you will because you watch everything on the fucking internet because you can't control yourself. Uh... 
But it turned out he showed up there twice. He, and he went there the morning of the fucking NFL championship game. And everybody's like, oh, fuck, I can't believe it. Now, here's the deal. I always feel like if you want to pay for sex, you want to do that kind of thing. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. Live your life. But the problem is uh, he's not ordering some $2,000 an hour escort to come to his hotel room, which honestly, have you ever seen a $2,000 escort? And if you have the money, you should just go ahead. Cause you know what you're buying pussy in silence. And that is a fucking double daily double that can't be beaten. If you're going to get a fucking a box exacta, you want, you want to go with fucking pussy in silence. Uh, cash pussy in silence that, you know that should be the name of fucking that, that's literally that should be anybody's autobiography and it would sell a billion copies cash pussy in silence um, and also by the way my favorite detective show from the 70s there's no doubt that was clearly it was like it, I saw the movie Mother Jugs and Speed and then they adapted it for television called it cash pussy in silence um, so Robert Kraft goes to this joint and, and he gets head or whatever the fuck and he gets jerked off And there's a videotape of it. I've seen the description of the videotape online and it's not, you know, it's just the old man comes in, a Chinese lady comes in and jerks him off. And then, uh, you know, he gets an orange for dessert and then he gets to leave. But the real issue is the fact that this place is a front for like at first it starts out. It's like, ha ha, Robert Kraft jerk offs. Ha ha. What's he doing there? And then you do that thing where you're like, if I had the money, man, I would just hire again. If you're a billion dollar, a billionaire. Hire a $5,000 escort to spend the fucking night with you or whatever the fuck. If you're lonely, she can lay with you. She can talk with you. She can do whatever. And and just and if you want to just, because again, you can't get it up anymore. Whatever the fuck you can't do for her. You're not making her happy, and that, but you're paying her to pretend, I guess. So do that. Whatever the fuck you make. Because if it's two consenting adults, go ahead and do it. But if you go to one of those fucking rub and tug joints, man, and especially this one, you find out that, well, maybe human trafficking was involved. And maybe these women were brought over in a fucking shipping crate and they live in a basement. And they're forced to cook fish over a fucking cigarette lighter. And that's how they stay alive. And they're trying to work off the debt that they owe these fucking international coyotes by jerking off old men like you. Well, maybe, maybe then you don't contribute to that. Maybe you don't fucking get involved. And again, you don't. And look, I understand you're talking to a dude who had a fight with somebody through a glory hole. I understand. You're talking to a guy who went to a fucking adult bookstore and I called it gay Vietnam because it was just dudes lurking in the dark and coming out of the shadows and just you turn the corner and there's a guy getting blown. You're like, what the fuck, man? So I, I'm I'm fully aware of my pension for being involved in vice and hanging out and doing that sort of thing. But um, when you start to look at the human trafficking aspect of it and, and all that sort of thing, it's it's probably not a good look for a billionaire to be going to a place like that. I understand the fetish of it. I understand the kink of it. And I understand the thrill of just going in and pretending like you're getting massaged. And then she loved you so much. She had to jerk you or your 80 year old ass off. I understand that's what you tell yourself to get through the fucking day. Um but if it's a business transaction and you know it is, then fucking kick up your money. How cheap are you, motherfucker? You're spending 80 bucks or whatever the fuck to get blown by a poor girl who doesn't even want to be here? Jesus Christ. I mean, I just, that 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 woman is literally, her her, her father's back making phones in, in China alongside her son of eight years. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Her eight-year-old kid and her father both work in the same fucking factory in China, and she's doing what she can to make money to free them. You could free them with a snap of your goddamn fingers, but instead you go there and have her jerk you off and you give her 80 bucks toward the cause? Dude, fuck, man. What are you doing? Get a $5,000 escort. Have her come to your hotel room. Because, again, cash, silence, and pussy. But you go to a joint like that, there's a chance you can get fucking A, crabs, and B, taped by the cops. But again, it comes down to the fact that an 80-year-old man would go to a joint like that. And, and look, I understand if you're an 80-year-old man who's poor because you long for a woman's touch. You're an 80-year-old person who, who wants to just experience the emotion of having somebody care about you for 20 minutes or whatever the fuck, how long it takes. 
Uh, I get that. I can see that. But if you're a billionaire, you can pay for a much higher level of somebody caring about you. Fuck, you could hire five girls to come over and care about you and get five times the fucking good feeling injected into your veins so you can get through the goddamn week. I don't know what my point was. There was no fucking point. My point is that just pussy rules everything. And then, and also that story, like I said, so I understand the fetish of going, even in this 80-year-old, you're like, this is kind of dirty and this is kind of fun and you can convince yourself of anything. But then it turns out there's the human trafficking. And then it turns out the woman who owned the joint knows Trump and, and she wound up getting photo ops and then she's got photo ops with all these other fucking like conservative influencers and Kraft knows Trump. So then in your brain, you're like, oh, wait a minute, Kraft knows Trump and he knew about this joint. Like how the fuck did he know about this fucking rub and tug joint in Florida? Is it near Mar-a-Lago? Like, did they, was the chick telling guys to come there and then they'd get fucking taken care of? And if so, are they looking the other way as she brings in new fucking women from China every goddamn week? I don't know. There's a story there, right? There's got to be a story. I don't want to be that guy who's just like, oh, and then this happened and then that happened. Oh my God. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that there's a possibility that a lot of this stuff could be connected. And and in the world we live in now of, of, I, dude, I read an article on Jeffrey Epstein. You know what Jeffrey Epstein is? Jeffrey Epstein is a guy who was really close friends with Bill Clinton and uh, and possibly Alan Dershowitz and also Trump and a bunch of other dudes. And uh, and he had like a, a, a fucking, a stable, I guess I would say, of fucking young girls in Florida as young as 14 that would come to his house and jerk him off and he'd give them money and they'd go to the mall. Like they, you know, these kids are just like, yeah, cool, this is a way to go get money. You go see creepy Mr. Epstein and then you get to go fucking get money. And it's, it's like, instead of candy in a van, Epstein had, uh, you know, fucking cash and a, and a mansion. And, uh, and it, it's just disheartening. It's just disillusioning when you see that this stuff continues. And again, you, you know, I mean, women are just such, I don't want to say second class citizens, but they're treated like it a lot of the times. And you're like, holy fuck, man. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't envy people having to fight their way through. I mean, think about those, those, those four women who came from China and they live in the basement and they have to jerk off Robert Kraft. And, and then, man, that's rough. That's just fucking rough. But then I see that even well-respected women writers for the New York times or well-respected gynecologist women who are on Twitter get every man in the world swooping out of the fucking, the, the, the clouds or the, and this telling them to shut up or stick to fucking what you know and get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. And Jesus Christ, is this world ever going to change? I don't fucking think it is. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know how the fuck we want up here, <laughs> but we fucking did again, folks. I got a head full of condensation. That's why I can't, I can't keep a cogent thought. Then again, like I said, I got to get in a plane here and now two hours. So I need to fucking wrap this shit up. Um, but I wanted it, you know, I, 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 I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I just get so I go. And again, I've done very a really good job of kind of distancing myself from online. I'm not nearly as online as I used to be because uh, I, I just don't I, I see people again. The fact that ah, I'm not going to go into this again. Hi, how you doing? You know who I saw this week? Lily. How about that? Let's talk about Lily for a second. I saw Lily. and It was fucking fantastic. Uh, she says hi to everybody. She wanted me to make sure I told everybody hi on the podcast. And I said, of course I will. And she goes, yeah, I'm sure you will. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that was. I don't, I don't know why we would, of course I tell everybody you say hi. I mean, people miss you. I plugged the burlesque festival a couple of weeks ago. Cause you know what? That's bullshit to do that, to flip the coin on me. If she says, Hey, tell everybody I said hi. And I say, I definitely will. And she goes, yeah, of course you will. Um, well that's shitty dude to me, but also you ain't listening to the fucking show. That's like, if I was thinking, go, Hey, I, I said something about you this week. Did you listen? No, you didn't hear it. Oh, well fuck you. So ha <laughs> take that Lily. Uh, and, and it made me think it's funny because I saw her and we went to, uh, <laughs> I went to her house and, um, 
I asked her if she wanted to go to lunch, and she's like, yeah. And then and then she, I, I mentioned Costco. Cause she's, I'll take her sometimes at a Costco run because Eddie will be working or whatever. And Lily is, uh, you know, she she can't get anywhere by herself. She's blind. She can't drive and all that shit. So I'm like, hey, man, did you need to make a Costco run? Because I mean, I'll grab some stuff while I'm there, too. She's like, yeah, of course. And then she's like, yeah, and then we can have the pizza there. Because uh, if you ever had Costco pizza or Costco hot dogs, you know that apparently that is that is now that is poor people fucking caviar. The Costco hot dog. Holy shit. It's like a dollar fifty for a big ass fucking beef dog and uh and like a dollar fifty for a big slice of fucking pizza. It is it is the poor people's fucking filet mignon. And you see them all lined up. If you go to Costco, there'll be lines of like fucking fifteen people at three separate windows trying to get that fucking caviar, trying to get that filet, that fucking hot dog and that pizza. Jesus Christ. Um, but it's cheap. I mean, I remember when I was fucking totally broke, when Lenny and I were really fucking broke, and we would go to Dollar Chinese Food, and uh, and it was one of the first jokes I ever wrote. I go, you ever go to fucking Dollar Chinese Food? I, it just I, You can't put any food together that's good for a dollar, right? You ever just get a bowl of chow mein, and at the bottom of it, you find a shoe? Yeah, it's that kind of food, where it's like, they just fucking scrape everything off the kitchen floor, and they throw it in with noodles, and there you go, eat this fucking stuff. Uh, but it's a buck, so you can't fucking complain, man. You know, you're just like Papillon in a fucking cell somewhere. They shove something through the goddamn slot and you just wolf it down just to stay alive. Hey, there's roaches in my food. Well, you know what? Extra fucking protein. Whatever you got to do to stay the fuck alive. Uh, so when you're poor, that's what you do. You eat fucking Costco dogs and Costco fucking uh, pizzas. So we went to Costco because, uh, you know, poor is a, is a theme here. And, uh, you know, poor Lily, I, you know, I she can't even walk to the door. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's totally true. She's got a bad hip, bad leg. Uh, her jaw, again, her ear, her fucking eyes. So I dropped her off at the door. I went and parked. I came and met her. And she's like, oh man, there's no scooters. And uh, I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I need to ride the scooter through because walking through Costco is really, it's just going to be rough. And I will, I will tell you two things. One, I was bummed because I don't want my friend to be in pain. But two, oh my God, was I relieved there were no scooters. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I can't imagine going shopping with someone who's riding along on one of those fucking carts. I just, I've done it myself, you know, as a goof. I told you when I was in, I was touring with Noonan, we were in fucking Indiana and we went to Walmart late at night and I just got on it and I started to drive it and uh, just to make Brian laugh. That's all I did. I, I drove the fucking scooter, the, the cart, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the rascal. And I drove it around just to be funny. But then the first aisle I went in, there was a Walmart guy and he goes, oh, stay seated, sir. I'll help you. And he reached up and he grabbed something for me off a top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm in for a penny. I'm in for a fucking crippled pound. So I got to drive around in this fucking thing all day because I don't want this guy to see me and just go, holy shit, that guy is lying. Uh, and also, what if a real handicapped person came in? Now I'm hogging the fucking jazzy. Uh, and look, no, <laughs> nothing worse in your life than when Turtleneck Socrates hogs the jazzy. Oh, don't be hogging the fucking jazzy, Turtleneck Socrates. Um, so... Uh, what I wound up doing was I just, uh, I drove the cart all over Walmart and Brian would see me and he'd be like, get up. And I'm like, I can't now. The fucking dude saw me. He's like, get up. I'm like, I can't. So I forced Brian to fucking shop with me the whole time. Now he went on his own way and grabbed his own groceries. And of course he was done sooner than I was because I had to drive that fucking thing one mile an hour up and down the aisles. So when Lily was like, there's no cart. I, I like I said, I was fucking relieved. I don't, I did not want to, I don't, cause I didn't, uh, I just, I, God love her. But I, I can't be there while she's just tooling around in a fucking dune buggy. Holy shit. You know, I, this is, and this is the God's truth. 
I would rather have her on my shoulders than have her drive around in that fucking thing. I would rather everybody looked at us as we shot the Master Blaster style and pointed and laughed than have to follow her around in her fucking dune buggy because I just can't. It just, it just, it was, it wounded me when I even thought about her driving around and me having to trail behind with a cart. Oh, because then you're just the oldest people alive. Because again, and, and don't think, you know, the fact that her hips are made out of paper mache, I get that. She needs to ride the fucking thing. But it made me laugh what we were doing together. We were just, we were at Costco. We, you know, when we started out this fucking podcast, I mean, she was, she was Polly. Like, at first of all, she was with her husband, and then she got divorced. She moved in with two guys that she was fucking. And then I accidentally stepped on her Hitachi magic wand, and she was going to swing clubs, and she was doing all that shit. And now I, she needs a scooter to get around Costco. Jesus fuck. You know, when I like that's the it, the, the irony, it, it all it comes for us all, man. It comes for us all. And it's come early for us because we're we're just 50. You know, we're in our 50s. But at the same fucking time, you know, she she can't fuck because she can't lift her leg without it snapping off like a Barbie doll. And I can't fight because the only thing I'm fighting right now is the thought that I might be alone forever. I mean, that's that's how far we've come in 11 years. We used to be all about fucking and fighting in the beginning. And now it's just like, what the hell, buddy? Every all the dark shadows have, have crawled over us. Uh, but that's fine. And it was, but it was funny to go to Costco with my friend and have her limp. So she, with no scooter, she just propped herself up on the cart and, uh, and we made it through, which was fine. Uh, and then she, yeah, she needed a ride at the, at the airport, but I couldn't cause I'm, you know, I'm here talking to you guys because that's how I handle my life. I go ahead and I talk to you guys before I get in a plane. Uh, so I think, again, that discord app is up and running. If you guys don't know about that, it's a, uh, it's an app where, Everybody jumps in. If you want to be a joker and you want to hang out on that, that's pretty cool. And I, I think that's great. And I appreciate it. And uh, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Let's do that. Let's just, you know, I'm going to do this this way. I'm going to do a, I'm going to just do a one self-contained block here. And then I'm going to get on a fucking plane and go to Arizona. And uh, I might do a live stream from Arizona. I haven't decided yet. I wanted to do a, a live YouTube thing, <clears throat> but I, I don't know. Again, because I'm going to have a house full of the UN of evil. I'm going to have to find a dark corner to do it. But then is it worth it? Who the fuck knows? Um... You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. Uh, I'm at Instagram and Snapchat as well at Mike40YOB. That's my name on there, Mike40YOB. That's my name on Discord as well on the Discord app, Mike40YOB, if you want to be my friend on there. On the PS4, I'm Mike40YOB. That's the PlayStation. Uh, and why do I have a PlayStation? Why am I telling you about it? Well, let me go ahead and break the news to you folks. I got a Twitch channel. That's right. I got a Twitch channel where I'm up and I'm running and I'm doing stuff and I'm playing games. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm right in the middle of a game called Yakuza Zero. I will tell you this. Starting next week, we'll be playing GTA 5. I know that. We're going to play GTA 5 because that's uh, everybody seems to think that that's the game that I should be playing, so I will go ahead and jump in. But I will also find time for this Yakuza Zero because, dude, it is a game where you're a fucking Yakuza and you're just running through the streets of Tokyo and you're fucking fighting everybody and you get to go buy sushi and eat noodles and, and it's just, it's a game set in Japan and it's the, it's the greatest. It is, the, it is, I keep stumbling into these games and I'm like, oh man, is this going to be fun? God of War was crazy fun. Spider-Man was crazy fun. We finished Spider-Man. And, uh, and now this Yakuza Zero, you know, I've, and I've played games that weren't fun. Like I played Batman Arkham Asylum. Eh, it didn't do anything for me. I played a game called The Warriors, which was a throwback game. It was based on the movie, The Warriors. Now, the thing is, it came out for like the PlayStation 2. So they've upgraded, upgraded it now for the PlayStation 4, and it uh, it does not hold up. It just it, I tried to play it Sunday, and it just was not for me. I kept running in circles. I kept punching the wrong guys. It just... Uh, and also playing these new games that flow visually 
and the stories. I, it's just to play an old game where, and again, the, my favorite part is I was telling my buddy John, I'm like, yeah, the Warriors didn't do anything for me. And, and he goes, you know what? That used to be cutting edge. He goes, in 2005, that game was, everybody went crazy for it because it was the fucking game. Uh, it was it was a real game and fighting and swearing and all that shit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess back then it would have been something, but right now, dude, it was it was weak. I didn't care for it. So the point is at twitch.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Let me hit the brakes on that. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, I'm there, man. Go find me on there and make me your, uh, your pal. Follow the channel if you would. Subscribe if you can. If you're an Amazon Prime person, you can go ahead and do a Twitch Prime subscription that costs you nothing. And I get, uh, what do we get, five bucks out of it? I think so. Yeah, it's five bucks. It's a $5 subscription. I know you got to update that monthly. Uh, but the very fact that you would even do it once is uh, is great for me, and I appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, let's see. That's those places. Oh, and also there's a YouTube channel. If I mentioned the YouTube channel, I should tell you all about that. Uh, oh, well, first of all, well, all right, there's a YouTube channel. 40-Year-Old Boy YouTube channel exists. Go subscribe to that. It's got all the archives of the podcast, except for the past like two months or so, but I'm getting that to that. I have offers of help, and then I've got to do it myself. And But that'll be up and running. But yeah, the, I mean, the, but... The newer shows are always available in the iTunes store, so you can go ahead and get those there and download them there. You know that. Why am I telling you? Unless you're new and then you're learning all this for the first time. But if you go to the 40-Year-Old Boy YouTube channel and subscribe, there are uh, the archives are there. The 11 years of the show are there, available for you to, as I fight off a yawn, peruse and listen to. That would be great if you would do that and go ahead and get hooked on the show. Guy, you know, the best part is I. there are people who come to the chat room on Twitch uh, like Ann and Ruben and Travis and Rob. And I mention all these people every week and Murph and, and, uh, Manny Moe and Derek and everybody who's fucking cool and hangs out there. Taco Chuck. And they're listening to the old shows. Jeremy is listening to the old shows now. And when they break me to talk about the old shows, they quote something from it. And, and, uh, that makes me happy because again, those shows exist. And, uh, I never want to forget that. That's a, you know, it's a fucking legacy pretty much. You know what I mean? I got, it's my life. The last 11 years of my life and the, and the previous 40, certainly, are available in those shows. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are tuning in and listening. And, and anytime, you know, our buddy Jason keeps doing this thing on the fan club page on facebook.com. If you go to, if you're on facebook.com, there's the West side 86 jokers. It's a fan club for this show. You can join and be a part of it. And that's great. Um, but Jason keeps posting quotes every week and it's, it makes me really happy because it just, you know, doing the show, you're talking in a void. I'm talking about myself at a desk. So to know that somebody out there is listening and laughing, that makes me really fucking happy because, uh, as you know, my brain can get a little funky, as it has been for the past week or so. As I told you, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling like I got a head full of moisture. Uh, and you start to tell yourself, well, ah, nobody's listening. Ah, nobody cares. Nobody does this. Nobody does that. And that's fucking bullshit. And when anybody posts like quotes and things like that, it makes me very happy. So thank you uh, for doing that, Jason. And anybody uh, who goes ahead and pulls a quote or anything like that, it makes me and just or, or talks about it. Just it's uh, it's important to me, and I want you to know how much I value it. Thank you very much. Uh, Ryan Dirks is our web guy. If I mentioned that Ryan Dirks is the guy you can get him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and reach out and become his friend. He's great. Of course, David Mex Hernandez, uh, did all the artwork for this show and, uh, did all the music for this show. You can find the opening and closing themes, which you're going to hear today. There won't be any, I'm not going to have a bump song here. I'm not going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to just power through man. Uh, but our good friend David is available right now. You can go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and become his friend on there. But really important is he has a business called artbydmh.com. That's a website you can go check out. He's doing art, folks. He's doing paintings. He's doing uh, unbelievable oil work. He's doing all sorts of watercolors. He's doing pastels. He's working in chalks. I don't know if any of this is true. Pencil sketches. Uh, macaroni, as I've mentioned before, he'll make you a Christmas ornament with macaroni on it. Whatever you need, he can provide art-wise. 
But if you go to artbydmh.com, you can check out his style. You can check out his Valscapes. You can check out his Gaikons, things he's done in the past. Gives you an idea what he can do in that milieu. But also, I can tell you right now, this motherfucker can do anything you ask. You want a painting of your mother and father for their 50th anniversary? He can fucking do it. He can do it on oil. It'll make it'll look badass. If you want him to do a small painting of just you and your kids or your dog or your fish or if you want him to paint fucking Shazam because the movie's coming out, whatever the fuck you need or want, the man can do it. And you can find him at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Haha, normally there'd be music, but like I said, we're powering through. Have I mentioned the sponsor for this show? I think I should. That is our good friend, our best friend, Fearful Jesuit, and his podcast called The Paranoid Strain. It's available right now in the iTunes store. Go subscribe, would you? Please, would you do that? Subscribe to the show in the iTunes store. Leave a quote there in the iTunes store saying how much you love it and how much you learned about it from me. Uh, Write him a note at paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Get him on there and tell him how much you love the show and tell him that we sent you. Uh, the episode right now is a quick hit episode. I've talked about it in the past here. He's doing. Uh, he's talking about your boy Alex Jones. He's talking about the Denver, the Denver airport. Um, he's, he's just. It's just a scripted show that's so different from this one that I can't stop endorsing it because again, anytime somebody does something so different from me and does it well, I have to tell you about it. And I would even tell you about it even if our friend uh, wasn't telling me to tell you about it. He sponsors the show, which is amazing, and I thank him for it. Uh, But right now, you can subscribe to the show in the iTunes store. As I mentioned, Paranoid Strain Podcast. It is available at... uh, at uh, the iTunes store. And then, of course, you can find him online. Fearful Jesuit Paranoid Strain is on Facebook. All of that cool stuff. Find him there uh, and download the episodes and listen. And listen to past episodes. If you haven't listened yet, if you haven't subscribed, uh, fuck you, first of all, because I'm telling you for how fucking long. And uh, and also, I envy you because you have so much great thing, uh, great listening ahead of you because it is a fantastic show. Um, but go listen now. The, the Quick Hit episode is up now. And then, of course, the new episode should be out shortly. And by shortly, I mean I'm the guy putting a timetable on our friend for some reason. I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, but, yeah, so he's he's out there, and he's uh, he's ready to be listened to, and I think you should give it a, a day in court because it's fucking fantastic. The Paranoid Strain, available in the iTunes store right now. Hey, do you know about Cameo? I think you should. Cameo is an app that you put on your phone, and you, uh, you, you, you hire people to talk to you. I know that sounds strange. I'm talking to you for free right this fucking second. But if you want to hire me to talk specifically to you, like uh, one of our friends, our listeners recently did. I don't want to say their name in case they haven't received their cameo yet. It's done. Uh, Here's the deal. You do these cameos and people do it and they, they, you know, they talk for 30 seconds. They talk for a minute. They talk for whatever. Uh, I did a cameo yesterday that lasted 10 minutes. Uh, I just start talking and we see what happens and I do whatever I can. It's kind of this, it's like kind of a mini bite-sized podcast that you get for somebody or even for yourself. It's available right now at the cameo app that you download onto your phone. You look for me, Mike Schmidt, and, uh, and you go ahead and hire me to do whatever the fuck you want me to do. Timmy, just give me some facts about who I'm talking about. And then we're just off to the goddamn races. Like I did with this one yesterday. And I will tell you this, I get so frustrated because I'll upload it and it'll say your cameo is uploading in the background. Congratulations. Um, and a 10 minute video, I guess takes a while to upload, but then it never says your video is completed. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. I waited an hour. It said it was still uploading. And then finally I had to go to bed. Um, and then I woke up this morning and it just said, record a cameo. And it didn't say done or uploaded or any of that shit. So, and I hate asking the people that I sent it to, to confirm with me that it uploaded. I assume it did. Um, but what the fuck do I know? I'm not an app guy. I'm a talking guy. I do the talking part. They do the app part. So I did record a cameo yesterday. I record a cameo for you whenever you book me and fucking get me hired to do it. And that would be great. I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. Cameo download it to your phone right now, right now. Uh, you want to drive for Uber or Lyft? I don't blame you. Although I will tell you this, folks, uh, it's uh, it's getting grim out here in California. Uber slashed their uh, payouts. They've they've literally 
slashed the driver payout by fucking 25%. Now, I understand they're burning up cash just by shovelful by shovelful as they throw it into a fireplace. That makes sense because they're trying to have this fucking world imprint. I understand. But man, did they fuck drivers this week? But if you want to become a driver, (laughs) uh, go ahead and use my Uber code. Well, let's do Lyft first. If you want to become a Lyft driver, that's great. If you do a first-time Lyft ride, that's great. You can use my code for both of those things. All caps, Mike720057, Mike720057. Please use that, all caps, capital M, capital I, capital K, capital E, 720057, Mike720057 for Lyft. If you're a first-time rider, use that code. If you want to become a driver, use that code, and uh, and good things will happen for you on the road. Now, Uber, uh, it's a different code. And it's all lowercase, D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's D-J-Z-W, the number one, Y-T-T-U-E, all lowercase on the letters, please. D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E, available now. Again, if you want to become an Uber driver, you use that code. And if you want to become a, uh, if it's your first time Uber riding, <clears throat> you can go ahead and use that code. And, uh, and I'll, I'll love you for it. I mean, I'll love you and I'll give you a fucking hug. Get in here right now. Oh, there's a goddamn hug. Uh, so go ahead and do that for Uber or Lyft. If you want to do those things, that'd be fucking great, man. Thank you. The website, MikeSchmidtComedy.com exists. Go visit that. Go to our merchandise page. And there's an Amazon link on there that you can use and click through and go do important things uh, when you're shopping. Because look, again, you're shopping anyway. You're there taking care of business on Amazon anyway, and it doesn't cost you anything extra to use me. Use me, baby. <laughs> go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the merchandise page. There's an Amazon link. Click through and do your shopping that way. Costs you nothing extra than the five seconds it takes you to find the link. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It's a perfect arrangement for all of us. And, uh, and I can't thank you enough. Anybody who goes ahead and uses the Amazon link, cause it really helps because, um, we have a Patreon page, which I'll tell you about in a second. And the Patreon fluctuates. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm making a certain amount of month and then sometimes people cancel and it changes. And, uh, but the Amazon link has say has stayed fairly consistent because there are people who are using it all the time. And that makes me very happy. And look, I'm not, you know, if you're on Patreon and whatever the fuck happens, that's great too. Uh, I'm just saying that the Amazon link, anytime you use that, it also helps the show. And that's super cool of you to do that. Thank you. Patreon does exist. You can go to patreon.com slash uh, Mike for a while for a while B, I think. Yeah, uh, it's the or just go to Patreon and search for the 40 year old boy or search for my name, Mike Schmidt, and you will find it on there. Um, you can become a patron of this show uh, and and help out. You know, you're you're helping Twitch streams. You're helping this show. You're helping uh, live stuff uh, eventually, uh, which, by the way, I'm going to be in Canada. Remember that I'll be in Canada. I think it's August 6th through the 16th. And they're talking about me doing skydiving. They're talking about we're going to Iron Maiden. We're going to go to escape rooms, all sorts of cool ass stuff, axe throwing. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. So on the Joker's page, our buddy Ken is, is lining up people who want to come and attend and do fun things. And so if you want to do that, that's great. Please do. And, uh, and meet me in Canada for Schmidapalooza, which we're going to have this year in August for 10 days. Holy fuck, that's going to be fun. So uh, so please do that. Go ahead and join and be me, be be with me there. And that's like I said, we're Patreon. You know, you guys are supporting that sort of thing. When I'm going to fucking Canada, um, you know, that's, that's directly because the people are involved in Patreon. You, know, you, you paid for the plane tickets. You know what I mean? It's just, thank you. Thank you to everybody who subscribes. Thank you to everybody who goes ahead and helps and supports this show via Amazon or via Patreon. It helps me out in ways that I can't explain. And, uh, and it makes me very happy. So thank you for doing that. Um, so yeah, so go meet me in Canada. Oh, and also, dude, let me, oh, I'm going to throw this out there. Fuck. Who, uh, who wants to be in Los Angeles in July <laughs> for the Tarantino movie? Uh, I saw the trailer today for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, it's just, it's so great. The music is so great. Brad Pitt is so great. 
Uh, they're all great. There's a Bruce Lee in it who's so great. Everybody's fucking phenomenal. I am so excited for Tarantino's movie. It comes out in July. I don't know the exact date just yet, but if people want to come to LA and we'll do a thing where we all go on the fucking opening night, that'd be cool. If other if people are like, hey man, you should come here and we'll all go opening night, I would do that. Like now, I wish I kind of was going to Canada in July to make that happen. That would have been fucking fun as hell. But maybe there's another place where we can all go. Because how great would that be to do a fucking like 40-year-old boy outing and go see opening night of the Tarantino movie? God, I would fucking love it. So uh, so that's a possibility to think about. But go find the trailer if you haven't seen it. I posted it on the Joker's Facebook page. And uh, and it's just it's just DiCaprio and Pitt and Margot Robbie and and everything else that you can imagine. Fucking Tarantino. The over overarching thing is that Tarantino wrote it and directed it. And I'm so fucking happy. So I saw the trailer today. And it's it just, you know, again, that's my Avengers. That's that's my fucking Captain fucking Shazam, whatever the fuck, Cape guys, whoever the fuck. Uh, the Tarantino movie is what I'm waiting to see. That's going to make my entire movie making year. So I'm excited. And uh, and I would love it. If you guys are in L.A., man, we'll go together. Or if we did an off-site thing where I actually went somewhere and watched it, that'd be fun too. Who knows? Um, and now I leave you. I leave to go get on a fucking plane uh, to Phoenix and spend uh, five days with the U.N. of Evil. Well, today is, is different. Today I'm having dinners with uh, listeners Justin and Mary, and uh, and they're meet, we're being met with uh, Paul Goble. I'll be seeing my friend Paul Goble and his wife Brooke, and the five of us are going to dinner. I, I think I've been told that the six of us are going to dinner. I think now uh, Brooke's father is coming along. So I don't know if that means I can't swear. I don't know what that means, but we'll see. Um, but we're going to dinner tonight and going to have fun and spend some time. And then tomorrow, you and of evil man, Thursday, I will be, or no, well, so I guess, yeah, you're getting this on Thursday. So yesterday I had dinner with everybody. <laughs> um, and I'm getting together with the guys. It's, uh, it's again, to see my friends is the greatest. I'm really excited to do it. Uh, already one of my friends had to pull out last year was really fun. My, my buddy, Chris Dennis's evil. Dennis's brother, Chris was there and his cousin, Ken, and now Chris and Ken can't come this year. Uh, unfortunately, because Ken's mother is is uh, having a procedure and it, it might be fairly serious. I, I got a feeling that that's going to be my life now. I think that's going to be the life of the people that I know. Every week we'll be touched by something like that. And uh, and I can only hope it slows down to a crawl. That'd be great. But, uh, but still, I'm going to be in the desert with Mex and Dennis and uh, Eric and Jimmy O and Big Guy and Woj. And, uh, Ock, and it's, it's just going to be fucking great. And the funny thing is like, you know, last year we went and there was groceries and all this shit that was bought. I think I made fun of it. I told you we, when they made the red sauce, we, we had a great time when we were there, but, uh, but when we showed up, the groceries were there and fucking like Dennis, there were three bags of salt and vinegar chips and one bag of Doritos. I was just like, what the fuck, man? So then when we left last year, Max is like, fuck this. We need to figure this out. So we made Jimmy O the, like the entertainment coordinator. And we made me the food and beverage coordinator. So. Dennis contacted me last week. He's like, Hey, I need your grocery list. I go, great. I just need to know what days we're cooking in and what days we're going out and stuff. And he goes, Oh, motherfucker, don't do this now. And I go, Oh, hold on a second, man. I just need some answers so I can make a goddamn list. Uh, and then I go, well, but you know what? You can bust my balls. Cause I busted your balls all last fucking year for salt and vinegar chips. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you were doing and we still don't know what you were thinking, but I'll fix it. Uh, so I made a gigantic fucking grocery list and I sent that to Dennis to order stuff. I'm making meatballs on Sunday, homemade meatballs. Um, I'm making reservations at restaurants cause we're going to all these different fucking places. I just, uh, I'm excited. I, I fucking grabbed the reins and I made it happen. But here's the funny part. Like, you know, I'm doing that. And now it sounded like a great idea. Jimmy will handle this and Michael handle this, but then your peccadillos get involved. And then the fact that you're old men, you know, I'm, I'm 51. Other guys are like 53 and they're, everybody's a little set in their ways. 
So Jimmy O, man, he's he's like me. He went balls fucking out. He's like, oh man, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go do that. We're gonna go do this, and we're gonna we're gonna play a cornhole tournament. And then we're gonna have a swimming contest. And we're gonna go play fucking putt putt golf. And then we're gonna go and uh, and I was talking to Mex about it on the phone, and we were both like, we were laughing because we're just like. I we love the fact that Jimmy's enthusiastic, just like I was enthusiastic because I'm enthusiastic about the food. I'm like, dude, we're gonna go to this fucking Mexican diner hybrid, and then we're gonna go here for this fucking phenomenal best pizzeria in America. And every time I send out the plans to guys, they're just like, I'm in for whatever. And I'm like, well, all right, but I'm gonna pick a fucking place. The only one who again, the only guy who ever had a fucking answer for me was Jimmy O. Jimmy O was like, hey man, I need to make sure that I can have seafood on Friday because I still love Jesus. And I'm like, all right, well I'll find a place like that. But everybody else is just like, all right, I'm in. I'm gonna cough and I apologize. Uh, maybe I can cut that out. Hold on. Let me write down the time code of when I just coughed in your fucking ear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and I'll maybe, so maybe I'll have to keep me talking about a cough in and see the more I talk about it. Now it's going to ruin it. I'll cut the cough out. There's gonna be a, there's going to be a really bad, weird edit. I apologize, but you'll hear me talking about a cough. There was a cough and I don't want to cough in your fucking ear. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Jimmy's like, um, he gave me an answer about where he wanted to eat. So then I was like, I, and then some guys were just like, let's let Schmitty get the, the restaurants. Cause again, here's the thing. I look at their inactivity to answer as a, as uh, an annoyance because I was married. I told you, I played that game before. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? And then the fucking staring starts. Well, if you just let me pick the restaurants, that's great. The thing is, I just don't want to go to the restaurant and have everybody go, man, this fucking place blows. And I'm like, ah, cause I'm not going to pick a shitty restaurant. I know I'm going to fucking pick an amazing restaurant. But at the same fucking time, you know, I don't want it to be you. Who cares? I'm a child and getting together with my friends. It's like that that exists inside me. I want to impress them because I want to pick great restaurants. And I know Jimmy's the same way. So Jimmy's like, we're going to golf. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm going to phone with Max. And we're laughing because we're like, well, he is the entertainment coordinator. But at the same time, Max had the greatest line. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, he wanted to go to casino night and he wanted to go to fucking all these things. And and Max goes, you know what? I don't I just. I, I don't have any goals. I want to hang out. I go, seriously, I agree. And Max goes, I just don't want to be cold. And I, I, dudes, I laughed for like a minute. And I was like, you're exactly right. Because when you get to this age, when you get to be a certain, a, when you get to a certain part in your life, you don't think to yourself, oh, fuck, it's going to be amazing. We're going to skydive off the top of the building. And we do this. That's like when I talk about Toronto, skydiving, axe throwing, Iron Maiden, all that shit's going to be totally fun. But I'm coming there to see you guys and laugh. I want to laugh. I want. I want to relax. I want to sit on the fucking, uh, on the fire out by the fire pit, or sit in the in the weather and just, and talk, and laugh and enjoy company. Because again, like I said, I got twenty four years left now on this planet, soon to be twenty three, and all I want to do is enjoy my time. I was talking to Shannon about it Monday. I don't. I'm I'm very content to do nothing. I like, I like sitting in my, the other night, Sunday, you know what? It was beautiful here in Los Angeles because it's been cold. Well, I opened all my windows and stuff and all night long, I left my windows and doors open. Got a little chilly, but I didn't give a fuck because it smelled so great. And I just had my wireless earbuds on and I listened to fucking music. I listened to music in my house and I read, I read stuff. I planned for fantasy baseball. I planned that grocery list. I just, I, I, you know, and, and look, would I also love to be able to go to bed with somebody and, uh, spoon them and throw my leg over their waist and hold them close and feel them breathe. Yes, that's absolutely goal one. I would love to have that as I drift off into old age, someone to someone to hold in the night and feel them breathe, but I'm okay alone, certainly for right now. And I loved it the other day. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have any goals toward, Oh my God, I gotta be a millionaire. I gotta be a billionaire. I mean, I would love to be like I said, I want to be myself. I want to be paid to be myself for the rest of my life. I want to do this show. I want to do live stuff. I want to do Twitch stream. I want to do whatever I can to bring my talents and 
profit off of them and make money and make that my job. Make me my job. We, that's the goal. January 1st, we talked about it. Here we are, the end of March, still working toward it, still learning, still getting things together, Twitch, all, twitching all the time, but not doing it effectively uh, in a perfect way, but building the channel. I had somebody come over yesterday to help me. We set up the Discord app. Progress is being made. Lifting, losing weight. I've lost weight every single month. I go lift. I've been doing cardio. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming who I'm supposed to be. I'm becoming an adult. I'm becoming a grown up, and I, I love it. I love it. I'm so, I'm so happy right now to be moving forward and doing those things. It makes me happy. Uh, and sometimes sad. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like I said, when I went with Lily, you, I remember how it was when I met her 11 years ago, and she was. She was, I mean, look, she, she was hot. She's fucking guys. She's doing burlesque. She was into it. She was having a great time. And she was, you know, like I said, Polly and not fucking guys. I don't want to say it like that, but she, you know, she was with Eddie, but she was swinging, whatever the fuck she was having a fun time. And, and now uh, she needs a scooter at Costco. So live your fucking life, man. It sneaks up on you. It catches you quick. You know, I was, I was out there. I was fighting. I was getting into things. I was fucking arguing all the fucking time. And also I was, uh, you know, I wound up, you know, almost fucking in a corn. I mean, I, I, mine, look, that's still all inside me. You know, when I was doing shit with Karen, where if we fucked in a grocery store or shit like that, and then I wound up with Jill and I mean, I, I still got that in me, but at the same time, there's those moments where you're just like, eh, time has passed. I just don't want to be cold. And, uh, and, and, and that's, you know, truer words have never been spoken. When, when David said that, I was like, yeah, exactly, man. I just, I just want to be warm and happy for the rest of my life. And, and I'm getting there and you guys are with me and, and I hope you're with me all along and I'm, I'm fucking, ah, this is great. All right. So anyway, so I'm, I'm going I go get on a plane for Arizona and go out to fucking Arizona and do fucking cornhole contests and swimming and fucking arguing and, and playing pool and fucking watching basketball and just having the best fucking time. I'm so excited. I'm so happy I get to go. I get to see my friends. Uh, and just like when I get to go to Canada, you know, that's the thing. It's all about experiences. It's all about savoring. It's all about making those things fucking the best you possibly can. It's who gives a fuck if you're sick. Shake it the fuck off. Go, man. If your throat's all fucked up, just don't be cold. There you go. Don't be cold. Be warm. Just make yourself warm all the fucking time, wherever you are, whether you're in Arizona, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in California, whether you're in fucking Chicago, be warm, be warm to yourself, be warm to others. Ready? You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey.